You are listening to the Reality Steve podcast with your host, Reality Steve. He's covering everything about Nick's upcoming season of The Bachelor. Now the man with all your spoilers and behind-the-scenes juice in Bachelor Nation. Here's Reality Steve. Greetings, everyone. Welcome to podcast number eight. I am your host, Reality Steve. Today's going to be a tad different in that we have our guest, and that's it. Always been interested in talking with this guy, so we're going to just go with that and see where it takes us. Uh, Again, if you could take the time to subscribe and rate and review in iTunes, that would be super helpful. We're eight podcasts in now, and I think I'm kind of getting the hold of this thing now. Some kinks here and there, but... All in all, I'm having fun. I hope you're enjoying these, and we can continue these into the foreseeable future. Our guest today is someone I like to call one of the most underrated characters this franchise has ever had. He's a triple threat in that he was on The Bachelorette, he was on Bachelor Pad, and he was on Bachelor in Paradise, but was pretty much under the radar in all three until certain points of pretty much each season. He is Nick Peterson, winner of Bachelor Pad 3. Nick, how's it going? Good, Dave. How are you? Thanks for having me. You got it, man. Thanks for coming on. Um, so before we get Absolutely. into what you've been up to since Last Paradise and, and, and what you're doing now, I just want to talk about your time on the show because, as I said, sure. I, I think you're vastly underrated in terms of your presence in this franchise. You might not get that sense. I mean, do you? No, no, absolutely. Yeah. And underrated. <laughs> I, I'll, I'll take, I'll take that. I've been called a lot worse. Um, but, uh, you know, Bachelorette was, uh, I mean, she wasn't going to pick me, you know, I just kind of wrote it out as long as I could. Um, and, uh, so I wasn't any kind of big threat there, big player in that game. Uh, I was eliminated in Thailand. I want to say eighth place. Uh, um, and, then Bonnie's back on Bachelor Pad, um, and that was kind of where I guess I put myself on the Bachelor map. Um, again, was uh, under the radar the whole time, um, and then of course you know uh, won won the show and, and kept the money in, uh, in a nice, pretty fashion. Yeah, so, yeah, we'll get uh, we'll get to that in a second. I wanted to I wanted to go back to Ashley's season. I mean, if I were to ask the average Bachelor fan. Do you remember what sure. season Nick Peterson was initially on? I'm guessing most people probably no. wouldn't remember. No, no, absolutely. <laughs> Sometimes I got to think about it. Too. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> because there wasn't really anything. I mean, as far as you made it in Ashley's season, I, I can't remember one argument that you got into, one major no. thing that you did on a group date, or you never had a one-on-one. No. Like, nothing ever stuck out, but no. you made it, you know, you said to, like, final eight. Yeah, I had four group dates. And, um, I mean, they were all, you know, a lot of fun, but I never really did anything that was controversial or, you know, I wasn't our, our, our villain. Um, I wasn't, uh, you know, a front runner or anything from the beginning. So, um, it was just kind of a matter of time. So I figured, Hey, let's go on, a, let's go on vacation yeah. <laughs> and ride it out, you know? So, um, uh, fortunately, you know, I did, I did get to make some good friends and get some good travel and everything. And, uh, you know, it was a great season, though. Um, I I really enjoyed it. Ashley was an amazing bachelorette. Um, she was super fun, high energy. Um, everybody really liked her, you know. And uh, we had a great group of guys. Uh, so it made the season while I was there. You know, a lot of fun. So. 
when you say great group of guys, if I'm not mistaken, I believe that you recently you attended Ames's wedding, didn't you? Yeah, I did. Uh, Ames and I became really good friends actually. You know, two two winters ago, we went snowboarding together. Um, he's uh, he's a character. He's one of my my good buddies, and uh, I probably keep in touch with him more than anybody else on the show. So um, he's now I've you know moved up to Philadelphia, and he's in New York City. So I you know shot up there to do our ride and uh, went to his wedding, and I was in the party actually, and so it was. Uh, it's pretty cool. It's it, you know, it's good to at least make friendships from it. I think that's what a lot of people seem to take out of it, regardless of what happens with their edit or what happens to them or where they place on the show. It always seems that right. outside of a very few people um, who seem to have fallen off the face of the earth and don't keep in touch with anybody, a lot of these people end up, yeah. you know, staying friends and, and in touch. But let's move yeah. on. To, let's move on to Bachelor Pad Three. I think uh, that's probably obviously your biggest mark in this franchise. And for those that don't yeah. remember. You make it to the final two with Rachel Trueheart, and you each have the opportunity to keep or share the money. If you both choose split, you guys split 250000 each, which happened in the first two seasons. That's how the show had ended. If you both chose right. keep, the rest of the cast splits two fifty. But if one of you chose keep and the other chose split, the person that chose keep got all two fifty, and their partner got zero, which you chose keep. Right. You got the money, and everyone lost their shit. I mean, basically, yeah. take us back to how that all went down and what your thought process was through the whole thing, or towards the, at least the ending. Well, before I kind of get into that, you know, mathematically, um, if you look at it like this, uh, it's called a prisoner's dilemma. Yeah. And um, mathematically, the, the best choice is always to choose the keep option um, because you either have a, a 50% chance of getting zero. Um, or getting half if you can share. The other way is getting zero or getting 100%. So your safe option is always to choose the keep. Um, but um, in the house, as far as the show goes, you know, I kind of just flew under the radar. Um, I didn't win challenges, but, um, you know, I wasn't eliminated. I wasn't a threat. It's, and that's a game. So you want to eliminate those people who constantly win uh, challenges. You want to get rid of them first. Um, and then alliances start to form and it was, it's a, actually a really stressful time. It's a, it's a stressful game. Everybody's lying to each other. And, uh, so I kind of skated through, um, and I wasn't a part of the big alliance or anything. And, um, I think that show, I probably lost friends. Um, but, um, we got down to a point where my partner, uh, Erica Rose was eliminated and Rachel's partner was eliminated. So by default, we had to partner up because at this point in the show, everybody was in a partnership um, and they were eliminated as partners. So we got down to uh final few couples and we won, I think it was final four couples and we won the singing challenge. Um, and that gave us immunity and uh, the ability to choose someone to go home. Um, and I, chose to send Jacqueline and uh, Ed home because I knew they were our biggest threats. Yeah. Um, I wanted to keep Chris around because a lot of the girls, he hooked up a lot of girls and girls didn't like him. So that gave us our best shot at winning. And Rachel was all about just, you know, friendships. And she told me several times, she says, I don't care about the money. I just care about friendships. And so that's why she really doesn't, you know, uh, hold much water in the end of complaining about the money. But um, she, uh, you know, she cried about it and complained, and uh, I said this is our best chance of winning. So we sent Jacqueline at home, and um, 
went up against Chris and Sarah yeah. in the finale. Uh, we got the, we, you know, by a landslide, we, we won the votes. Um, and then you do, like you just said a minute ago, we go in separate rooms and you choose keep or share. Now, when the show, um, when the show is filming, the la- the second to last episode is when you're you're sent home. Everybody goes home. The final couples go home, and then there's a month gap between filming and then filming the finale. Yeah. So what people do- what people don't realize is you know we're all sent home. Um, we're not allowed to really you know talk to each other. I can talk to my partner Rachel, but you're not supposed to try to you know get votes. And so. Um, we all go home and the episodes start airing. Well, when we, when you fly back to film that finale, uh, two episodes have not aired yet. Right. Yeah. So when, when we get put in a hotel room, uh, producers will bring around, you know, a, a, your computer to show you the last two episodes so that when you go out on stage tomorrow, you have, you've seen the whole season. You can talk about it because by the time it airs, everybody will obviously have seen the whole season. So at this point, uh, you know, I'm locked in my hotel room. And they take away your cell phone, so I can't contact Rachel or anything. And uh, I see the last episode, and Rachel's talking crap about me. And um, she wants to leave, and she didn't care. She didn't want me to partner and all this. And so, at that point, I realized, why? You know, why am I sharing money with this girl? She's trying to leave. You know, she wants nothing to do with me. So, um, I, that's when I made the decision. Like, you know, I got to pull the trigger. So, um, went out on stage and. <laughs> and <laughs> yeah, I think uh, I think what's lost in all of that, and you did say it, but I think what's lost on the viewers because I think basically since that season, in terms of finales, whether it's Paradise or Bachelor and Bachelorette, everything's been live. That might have been one of the last taped finales this franchise has ever had, and I think that played a right. huge role in exactly why you made the decision that you did. And you said it on stage, I remember, and I've put that video out a couple times in my column, that um, you saw what she was saying about you, and you had that ability to say, wait a second. And it was right before, essentially, you got out there on stage. So I understood yeah. Yeah. why you made the decision that you did. Yeah. She, she didn't. Yeah. But- <laughs> um, yeah, she didn't. Of course, people who are you know, diehard Rachel fans or whatever, I mean, they're, they're not going to see it that way, but... Um, you know, there's a lot of stuff, of course, that you don't see. Um, you got to remember that we're in the house 24 hours a day, seven days a week. And, you know, you see two hours of the week. Yeah. So, um, you know, it's, she was, uh, just attached to the head to Michael and, you know, she kept calling him wanting to leave. And, um, I had to talk her into staying several times, you know, and, um, she, her other friends talked her into staying too. And, um, she wanted Michael back to be her partner for the singing competition. There was just no reason. I mean, it's a game, you know? Yeah. And um, I had no reason to split the money. I mean, it was just part of the game. And uh, so after, that was it. After and, the finale airs, is there any yeah. – I think there was something clip online that ABC released of you guys talking backstage and she was going off on you and you were basically just like, I'm out of here. I'm getting in the car. And I'm, and yeah. I'm Gonzo, uh, but I was as soon as I, as soon as I pulled out, I was like, let's you know, let's let's get out of here. Yeah, <laughs> I'm ready. I'm ready to move on because um, I knew that was going to be the case. And as soon as we backstage, I mean, she was she was roaming the halls, just screaming and looking for me, and uh, so she cornered me and uh, was like, you know, just asking me, you know, why'd you do that and everything. And I was like, well, I don't know, I don't really need to give an explanation. And you saw it, but. Um, I uh, said, all right, bye-bye, and left. And uh, 
and that was it. So, so, so since that point that you left in the limo, has there ever been any contact with Rachel? Did you ever, did she ever apologize? Yeah. Did you ever apologize? Anything ever come of that after the fact? No. Yeah. I mean, we had an appearance at the Mohegan Sun. Okay. And, uh, there's quite a few of us from the bathroom out there and, uh, she was there and, uh, I picked up the dinner tab for everybody, but I, uh, <laughs> I, you know, just kind of stayed away from her for a little while and she came around and she, she wisened up, but, um, it was, it was fine. I haven't talked to her or seen her since. No, since that. What about, was, what about public reaction? After. What about public reaction, um, that you got? Either, either, you know, right after it happened and even up until this day. Yeah. Has it been more positive than I negative mean, or what? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, 99% of people are, you know, uh, loved it, think it's great. Um, still get it. I guess it's it airs, uh, you know, just recently aired in Sweden or something. So you get that, re- you know, that flood of comments here and there. Um I, I got some, I got some negative, I got some negative. I got the death threats and, you know, the nasty people and, uh, that just kind of comes with the territory, I guess. And I, I'm sure with, um, you know, social media, we, they really cracked down on us for our seasons of not being on social media, even while the show aired. Um, and nowadays they really promote characters to be on social media while the show is airing. So yeah. I'm sure the people nowadays are getting it 10 times worse than I did, you know, but Oh, I'm um, sure. But yeah, but uh but yep. Yep, you got nasty people out there that really take this crap serious. So <laughs> is there is there any part of you? Is there any part of you that looks back on that now, years later and maybe thinks to yourself, you know, kind of a dick move, maybe I should have split it or no regrets at all? No regrets at all. <laughs> okay. No, no I mean I, I I don't I, think you should have. I don't I mean I I agree. No, 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 yeah. It was it was a game and I had, you know, I had the right to make the move and every reason to, and I did. And, uh, you know, I'm, I invested the money and so <laughs> yeah. I don't wish I shared it. <laughs> is, is, is anything that Rachel would have done? Is there anything that would have made you say, um, what share if you both, both, uh, or both say keep or no, yeah. both say share. Sorry. Um, both say share. yeah. And I, I explained that on stage when we were up there, you know, I said, if, if you would have been totally on board, with being my partner, I would have been cool sharing it, you know, but she was in a hissy fit about leaving and Michael and she was obsessed with Michael after what, three weeks. Yeah. Um, so I mean, you know, but yeah, I, if, if she would have been on board and just shifted gears and been like, all right, Nick, let's do this together. And you know, I would have, it would have been totally fine with it, but well, it was not talk crap about me behind my back. Yeah. Well, it was a genius move, and it was basically replicated this last season of MTV's Challenge when Johnny Bananas did it to his partner, and a lot I of people heard, freaked yeah. out about that. And I was—I think I even took to Twitter one night and even said, "Look, we've seen this before. Nick Peterson did this four years ago, whenever it was, yeah. five years ago. <laughs> um, this is nothing new, yeah. people. Like it happens. You know, get over it." Yep. <laughs> Um, exactly. All right, let's let's move on to Bachelor in Paradise. Uh, you were on the th- second season. Um, you come in about four episodes Correct. in. You go on a date with crazy Ashley Salter, but you're pretty much involved in this weird love triangle going on with Samantha and you and Joe Bailey. Uh, Samantha yeah. ends up canning Joe for you. You actually leave Paradise at the end of the second season of paradise as one of the three successful couples, Justin and Cassandra, they ended up breaking up Jaden Tanner, as we know, got engaged. You and Samantha date for a month 
or I don't know, maybe it wasn't a month. Um, it wasn't very long after that, and then it ended. What yeah. What happened? Um, well, you know, The Bachelor is Bachelor in Paradise. The summer shows they're much shorter than The Bachelor and Bachelorette, as far as filming goes. So, um, even though you're spending a lot of time together, you know, you're together 24 hours a day. Um, it's still not a ton of time, especially when you come in the fourth episode. So I spent, you know, the first few days going on dates with a couple other girls. I want to say it was uh, Ashley and Chelsea. Um, and then by the time she booted Joe, I mean, I think Samantha and I were, you know, together two weeks, right? On the show or something, a week and a half, something like that. Yeah. Um, had a great time, you know, amazing dates and everything. And um, I really like, you know, I liked her. But we... Um, once you go back to reality, you know, she lives in LA and I live in Tampa. Um, we saw she came to Tampa. We went to Jacksonville together. I went to LA. Um, I want to say, yeah, maybe it was a month or so. And it's just not, it just wasn't, wasn't realistic. I mean, he, in order to make it work, you know, one of us would have to pick up our lives and move. And that's tough to do after you, you know, met on a TV show, you know, for two weeks. And, um, it just, you know, just wasn't, just wasn't going to work out. So, um, uh, is she someone, is she someone you keep in touch with since or no? I do. I do. Yeah, I do. Um, you know, no hard feelings or anything. And, uh, you know, we still chat here and there just, you know, friendly. And, uh, so yeah, but, uh, I mean, it was a great experience to be honest. I probably had the most fun on that one of all three. I mean, aside from, you know, of course winning was great, uh, (laughs) money, but, uh, paradise was paradise was a lot of fun. Um, made some, made some friends. I still keep in touch with, but, um, staying on the beach, uh, you know, the dates, I got my first one-on-one date, uh, was in my third season. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I know. It's, it's classic, isn't it? Yeah. You, you didn't even, yeah. Cause you on, on pair on pad, you didn't even get a one-on-one date and no, you were there the whole time. Date, Rachel. Yeah. So, um, I got four one-on-one dates on paradise and, uh, it was, it was a blast. You know, I mean, the dates are the dates are things that, you know, production really does a, a great job as far as setting up most of the dates. And um, they're they're extravagant dates are things that, you know, the normal person would never get to do. And so um really thankful for that. It was, it was a really cool experience. So. So none of you, no, no part of you regrets paradise at all. No, no. I was talking mm. to Samantha beforehand, you know, so she was the one I was going after anyway. And uh I maybe a month before or so, uh, just one of those, you know, how bachelor contestants get in touch with each other. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, that, that Twitter DM. And, uh, yeah. um, so, <laughs> uh, we started chatting and, uh, she was, uh, she was sweet. And, um, I did meet up with her, you know, for during final casting. I saw her, um, for paradise and met her. So, and then, uh, you know, I guess she was chatting with a couple people. Uh, Joe had reached out to her, and so you had um, so you had no idea. But even though you were talking to her, you had no idea about Joe. No idea about Joe. I don't even you know didn't remember Joe really much from his season, and um, uh, it was just kind of unfortunate that he came into the show before I did. So yeah. um, you know, Joe was there first, and just I I don't think I was actually supposed to come in until a few days later. Uh, and they called me up in my hotel room and they're like, yo, you're going in tomorrow morning. And I think that's because Joe and Samantha had just had a blowout. Um, so they were like, let's bring in Nick now, really stir the pot. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, so that's, that's exactly what happened. I got ready and uh, showed up. And uh, so, and it did it. I mean, in a, 
ended up working out quote unquote, I guess, uh, for the show purpose. And, uh, I had no idea about the, you know, the villain image that was going on or anything like that. Um, you know, coming into it. I think a lot of people, of course, as a viewer, you're watching the show and you're like, Nick, you're such an idiot. You know, why are you going after this girl? And I just walked into the scene. I have no idea. Yeah. <laughs> I have no idea what's happening. You know, um, I mean, nobody, nobody briefed me, you know, when I asked, I said, Hey, you know, how about these people? And nobody said, wow, you know, Samantha has been a villain or, you know, none of that or so. And it wasn't really as bad in, in real life as of course, you know, you see on television, but, um, it, you know, I, I don't know. I had a great time. Yeah. Well, <laughs> well she's, fun. Uh, I mean, here's, I mean, here's your chance to, I don't want to say defend Samantha, but she took a lot yeah. of heat. She took a lot of heat publicly, even on after she paradise did. when they brought her on about the way she went about things. And it seemed like she was lying yeah. and not telling the full story to people. So, I mean, what can you say in Samantha's defense for her regarding that whole situation? Yeah. I mean, I don't remember exactly all the details about everything, but, yeah. um, you know, she, she's a sweet girl. And I think she really got, she got a rough spin. Um, and people were extremely, extremely nasty. She didn't deserve, you know, any of the crap that she was getting. And, um, yeah, I defended her the best that I could. And, um, but as far as social media goes, you know, people are tough behind a Twitter account. And, um, so you just kind of ignore that garbage, but, uh, you know, she, she really didn't want to go in there and face that. Um, on the after Par- or was it? What was it? Was that after Paradise? Yeah, or whatever after Paradise. She went on? Yeah, yeah, and um, you know, she really didn't want to go, and, and she had a hard time doing it. And um, but you know, she she felt like she was kind of obligated to to go on there and defend herself. And I thought it was a good idea, you know, go on there and, and you know speak your speak your mind and defend yourself. So, but at that point, you know, people had already made up their mind. So there's nothing you can really nothing really do to change them change people's mind, you know, after they've seen, you know, the edit and the show. And yeah. so, but anyway, but uh, no, I mean, she's, she's nothing like that came across on the show. You know, I like Samantha. She was, she was a sweetheart. She was very sweet to me. And, uh, you know, she was, if you ask some of the other cast members, I think aside from a couple that probably didn't like her, you know, she was a beautiful girl. And anytime you bring in, you know, a beautiful girl into the mix of other girls, you're going to have, you know, what happens, you know, you get jealousy and, um, so I think that was the case with some of them and, uh, they really kind of attacked her, but, yeah. uh, so that, that was, was it. I mean, yeah. I mean, I, I think, I think it was, like you said, I remember there was so much going on at that time and off the top of my head. I mean, this was summer of 2015. Like, I don't remember all the details behind some, I just remember, yeah, right. you know, love triangle, Joe didn't tell Joe about you or something along those lines or said she was yeah. talking to people when she wasn't, whatever the case may be. But, you know, that was right. a year and a half ago. Um, since then, you have moved from Tampa to Philadelphia. Explain how that all came about. Yeah, so I'm from Tampa, and I had a personal training business there. And uh, I have I partnered with a guy down there uh, named Ken, and we bought a couple Orange Theory Fitness franchises. Um, so... You know, long story short, we you couldn't find the territories anywhere because they're selling really quickly. And um, we were able to uh, snag a couple in the suburbs of Philadelphia. So I shot up here, and I'm in the process of trying to get those uh, up and running. And uh, so it's been a it's been a wild ride and uh, hectic time, but 
you know, I'm, I'm really excited about it. It's a new chapter in my life, so I'm, uh, I'm looking forward to seeing what's next. So when do we but, expect uh, the uh, franchises to open, or you do not have a set date yet of when they're going to open in Philly? Don't have a set date yet. Just working for the first one, uh, we're doing one at a time. Uh, for the first one, it's in an area called, right now we're working in an area called Chestnut Hill, right outside of downtown Philadelphia. Um, it is... Um, we're working with some construction hurdles right now, mm-hmm. and uh, it's just it's just kind of day to day. And I'd love to be open by April, May, but uh, don't know. You know, I don't want to you know set anything done. So uh, we'll see. Well, I don't know. I've seen it. I've I've never taken a class. I know it's very popular amongst the women nowadays. Explain Orange Theory to those that aren't aware of it and what it is. Yeah. So, I mean, it's probably going to be in every town. You know, I would think a lot of people probably have seen it by now. Um, it's it's a one-hour total body workout. It's a it's trainer-based, so there is an instructor. Uh, usually that's about up to about <clears throat> 24 people in the class. It's half half cardio, half strength and power. So you have the treadmills, uh, the rowers, and uh, TRX and free weights. Mm-hmm. Um, everyone's wearing a heart rate monitor and their TV screens up on the, uh, the wall with, uh, the results. So they're most, more so for the trainers to kind of be able to gauge, um, how hard to push the clients and everything. But, um, you know, being a personal trainer and then, uh, doing my first classes before I got involved with it, I loved it. I thought it was great. Uh, it's, it's an awesome workout. It whooped my butt and, uh, you know, I hear nothing but great reviews and, um, we were excited, we were excited to, you know, get on board and jump in while it was, Still fairly, uh, still fairly young. So while I was down, uh, it's based out of Fort Lauderdale. And while I was down there for a franchisee training, uh, I mean, they were just selling Israel, Japan. It was wild. So um, we got in a good time. So I'm excited. Well, that's, I mean, that's great. I mean, good luck with that. I hope that comes first yeah. for you and you get as many franchises launched as possible. Now, one other thing that I see yeah, I on Facebook is you're doing these. <laughs> What are these videos that you're doing on Facebook? Is this just for fun with yeah, you and a buddy, or is this part of a business? What is yeah, this? I, well, I do I do videos all the time just for fun. Okay. Um, I, I post them on Facebook. Uh, you can find me on Facebook. I, I just recently started a YouTube channel. Really haven't promoted it or anything like that. Um, you know, I, I'm not doing this to like make a living or anything. I just do it for a good time. But I did have some companies uh, hire me last week. I've uh, shot down to Florida and uh shot about seven videos for a hotel and uh and then one for a restaurant and then one for a tanning salon and so it's uh it's, it's making me some money i guess <laughs> and and they're more but, on the uh, they're more on the humorous side right they're like yeah, they're all stupid absolutely yeah, yeah okay. they're stupid, they're funny and uh yeah i just i have a good time with it. a lot of times i try to make little videos that are you know relatable people enjoy and um it's been kind of um filling the time while i've been you know, waiting on this orange theory to open and kind of move forward. Um, you know, opening the franchise and dealing with construction is a lot of hurry up and wait. So yeah. I have some downtime. And, uh, so it's just me and my dog. So I, uh, I fill my time with making videos, but <laughs> it's been a lot of fun. That's the, uh, Nick Peterson channel on YouTube. Yeah. Go check that out. Um, speaking of Nick's yeah. let's, uh, let's move on to Nick's season. I'm sure you've been watching. Yep. Um, you yep. were never of the three seasons you were on. You never had any, interaction he obviously wasn't on any of the seasons that you were on uh any right. any interaction with nick personally do you know the guy at all have you met him through you know meetups and stuff like that or you have really I, no connection to him whatsoever? i haven't 
I haven't met Nick. We uh, we've texted a few times, um, but uh, you know, just chit chat here and there. But no, uh, never met him. Never met him. So I have to go just based on what uh, you know. I see on TV. You know, I grew up with Josh Murray. We were good friends. We chatted. You know, a few oh, times and, uh, that's a whole. So you know, <laughs> a whole other conversation uh, we could have. <laughs> Yeah, they're not, you know, I don't think they're the best of friends and I don't know what their current relationship is, but, uh, you know, I, I, I tend to side with, uh, with Josh, I guess, just because, uh, we were good buddies, but, um, you know, I, I'm, I'm hoping I'm rooting for Nick and, uh, you know, I hope that any kind of bad images had in the past, uh, you know, kind of disappears and I, I hope it works. Um, let's, uh, let's talk about this last episode. So, yeah. The first the first group date was a Backstreet Boys and it kind of reminded me and I think I'm guessing a lot of people probably forgot this because on your season Double. when you on on Ashley's season you guys had a dance with a famous group it wasn't the Backstreet Boys but it was it was the Jabberwockies at the Monte Carlo in yep. Las Vegas and you guys had a performance yep. like that explain explain the process of getting to practice with a you know, a world famous uh, band. They weren't a band; they were yeah. a dance troupe, and then performing in yeah. front of people and what that would be like. It was that was wild. Um, that was probably when people ask me like, "What's my favorite date from all from all the shows?" I always bring up that one. Um, there was uh, it was a pretty large. It was at the beginning of the season, so the group date was pretty big. I want to say there was at least eight of us on the group date, um, and we showed up. Uh, we flew, we flew to Vegas and then, uh, shot over to Monte Carlo. Was it Monte Carlo? Is that what it was? Yeah. Monte Carlo. Um, and, uh, yeah, we met the, met the dancers and we spent the whole day, uh, just practicing with them. And it's, uh, it's pretty, it's pretty wild. These guys are incredible. And, um, then they told us that we would be performing in actually one of their shows. Of course, you know, I mean, it's, it's, we weren't, you know, hijacking their show and taking over the whole thing. It was just, you know, a few minutes, uh, but, uh, incredible experience, uh, Pat's house, uh, I got to come out and, um, you know, dance with him for a few minutes, pretty easy routine. None of us were, uh, great dancers, but, uh, it was, it was, it was a lot of fun. It was a lot of cool. So I can only imagine, you know, I'm sure the back Backstreet Boys was high energy and, uh, that was probably a great time. Have you ever been in a especially for the girls? Oh yeah, no, no joke. Um, have you ever been in a zero gravity plane before? No, <laughs> or done anything no, else I like? Those, I didn't know those existed. Uh, yeah, neither did I. Uh, the, the closest I've been is one of those uh, those zero gravity things at the fair where you stick to the wall and it spins real fast. Yeah. Um, I, I can imagine. I was watching, just getting sick watching. So I, I can't imagine. I'm sure Vanessa. I'm sure Vanessa was really puking. So, um, pretty neat date, though. That's a pretty neat date. Yeah. But, uh, you know, he'll 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 remember that one forever. So, and uh, he had. I love Vanessa. I think Vanessa's uh, Vanessa's a sweetheart. She really hits him with you know uh, honesty and truth, and uh, she seems down to earth. So, of course, you know it's early in the season, but uh, she's probably at the top of my list. It's one of my favorites. I'm guessing that. If there was a track and field group date on your season with Ashley, you probably would have killed it, considering the shape that you're in. I mean, now granted, what they did was kind of dumb with a limo long jump and a javelin throw. But if there was any sort of sprint or 
shot put or bench pressing a car, you probably would have won that date. Considering, I mean, just thinking at the top of the off the top of my head, some of the guys on your season, you I think were most certainly one of the more in shape guys on your season. No. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, I like to think so, uh, but you know what? Uh, I think Bachelor Pad we had a uh, we had a uh, one of those challenges where you do all the obstacles and whatnot, and I think I came in second to last. So you know, it doesn't necessarily mean yeah. <laughs> um, you can be the biggest guy out there, but if you can't throw a javelin, you know, you're not going to win. That's so, true. Uh, um, but uh, but yeah, I uh, I thought that date was kind of that one that they did last night. That was kind of dumb. Kind of looked looked like it was last minute thrown together, yeah. but, um, yeah. yeah, let's bring out Carl Lewis to a high school in a hot tub, you know? Yeah. <laughs> so, um, now but, what, now what about, think, uh, what about Corinne for you? I mean, I, I, you've dealt with three seasons. You've had a villain on every season. I'm, I'm trying to remember back to yeah. Ashley season. Now I, I was Ryan Park considered the villain on Ashley season. No, Bentley. Bentley, well, oh gee, yeah, if you duh. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Bentley. Uh, um, but you know, nowadays, I mean, it seems like in the past they kind of made a character um, a villain, and I think a lot of a lot of the people these days are seeing uh, the type of publicity and the the um, the airtime that a villain is getting. So I think they're going into it kind of, you know, well. I'm going to, I'm going to be that person, you know, I'm going to act wild and hopefully I'll get a ton of airtime. Cause I mean, if you do, you're going to, you know, they're not going to send you home the first night, if, Exactly. you know, you're willing to act like Corinne. So, you know, they're going to keep a girl around that's putting whipped cream on her boobs and, you know, acting like a hoe. So, yeah. you know, I mean, that's, that makes good television. People, you know, people love to hate. So it's uh and the bachelor knows that but i think people are going in there you know just, just kind of acting like that to um you know just for fame i guess but um you know you know you got to know that on night one if your your boobs are falling out that you're probably not going to pick you in the long run you know and you're acting like corinne does but oh yeah i mean i think for, it's i guess i think you bring up the point that you know the show has changed i think since ashley's season in that yeah. I don't think Twitter and Instagram were maybe Twitter was just starting. Instagram certainly wasn't big back then. And right. like you say, I think a lot of these contestants are very well aware of the contestants that have been on before them and they see the Instagram shilling products and stuff like that. I, I don't think sure. that you ever got in did you ever get into that or no? No. I mean I don't have any following, you know, on Instagram or anything. Like I said, we were required to have it shut down not only just during filming, but all the way until the last episode was done airing. So by the time you go back on social media, it was eh, on to the next thing, you know? So, um, I never, I never grew, you know, I wasn't big. I've never been huge in Instagram or anything, but, yeah. um, no, no. I mean, but nowadays you got these guys like, you know, Sean Lowe's got a million followers, you know? So these companies are Tanner, you know, has got a ton of followers and they're, beer companies, Dos Equis, you know, they're, I mean, they're getting paid, they're making money on these, these ads. And I guess, I guess write it as long as you can, you know, if they're willing to pay you to post, you know, with the Dos Equis box, do it. Um, <laughs> but, um, you know, you're not going to see me, I'm not going to move across, you know, the country or anything like that to pursue. Um, you know, I think some of these, some of these contestants get a little out of touch and they, they think when, when your face is on the television and you're seeing all this, this activity coming in, you know, I think they, 
people think that it's going to last forever, you know, and the, the reality of it is, is if you're a top couple person, it might last, it might last a little while. It's going to last some years, you know, but it's not going to be a career that you're going to, it's been what, who, who has made a career? Allie, Allie's made a career out of it. Allie's right? done well for herself. Yeah. Jillian, um, Jillian's done well for herself. Jillian. Yeah, but, but it's few and far between. I mean, we're talking 800 people in the history of the show have appeared on this show, and you're looking at less than 10 right. that have made a successful TV career out of being on this show. Yeah. So you need to be someone who's, you know, been the lead role, you know, been a lead and um, uh, has some good connections, I guess, because um, I don't know. I, I just think people have that too much in their mind right now because uh, they're seeing all these, these ads and they think that this is going to be a career. And, um, you know, I see, I've seen too many people decide to move or think about moving, you know, to LA to pursue an acting career after they just were, you know, eliminated the fifth episode of the bachelorette, like yeah. dude, you know, <laughs> no, I, I agree. <laughs> I mean, it's, your job, you're, uh, you're, we're, we're, uh, we're in the same boat there. I mean, I, I don't get it. Yeah. I, I know why they do it in the short term, but I think that yeah. even though they do, they're doing it in the short term and they're getting paid in the short term. I think that they are thinking it's going to last a lot longer than it is. And that's where the issue lies. And right. they've got to realize once gotta, the next season rolls around and the new cast rolls around, they're kind of yesterday's news. Right. You're right. You got to strike while they're in the thought. So I mean, you got to, if, if you're going to pursue some kind of opportunity, you know, you got to do it quick. Um, and then if that doesn't pan out, you should probably, you know, consider, you know, moving on. Um, but yeah, anyway, all right. Zone, yeah. Whatever. Um, so let's, uh, let's wrap this up with the sure. fastest growing game show in America, even though it's now only been played <laughs> twice. Uh, it's called rapid 10 and I'm just going to fire off some questions for you. Some bachelor related, some not. And, uh, okay. you know, they don't have to be one word answers, but, uh, you know, keep them rather brief unless it requires a long answer but most of these don't so um let's let's start with question number one you were a minor league pitcher once in the yankee organization best player you ever struck out um it was uh uh uh, uh, oh crap (laughs) you think it was a totally random question uh what's his face third baseman for the race Um, evan longoria yeah evan longoria yeah wow nice yeah Thank and you. and how and tell people a little bit about that. How long were you in the Yankees organization, and what what caused that to stop? I believe it was an injury, right? No, no, no. I got well. I got released. I I was drafted in '06. Um, I played '06 of seven spring training. '08. I was released at the end of spring training, and then I played in Canada. Um, and then I played in Pittsburgh, independent ball, and uh, I hung them up after that. You oh, know, okay. Kind of going back to like we were saying about the basketball thing. You know, I shot at it and. Uh, Four seasons, and you know, I got closer than most people, I guess. But when I got drafted, I hadn't finished my degree yet, so um, I went back and finished my degree. And um, so I gave it for four years, okay. four, four years, and uh, that was enough. So, all right, question number yeah. question number two. This is obviously a very subjective question. Best okay. kisser from the franchise, at least obviously that you best kissed. Kisser. I would. Yeah. I guess the best girl you kissed would be the better question to ask because you might, yeah. Best, best, best yeah. kisser from the girls that you kissed in this franchise. Oh, I, well, I got, I, I got definitely got to go, Samantha. Um, okay. I guess I mean, I've kissed some girls from the, from the franchise, you know. I mean, off, off the show. Um, oh, okay. <laughs> but, 
Interesting. Yeah, uh, and, and I've dated some girls. Um, I would have to say, I, I would have to say Samantha. Um, okay. You know, by far, by far, you know, the most beautiful too. I think, in my opinion. So, question number three: You have a movie being made about your life. Who do you want playing you? Oh wow! Um, who do I want playing me? I want Matthew McConaughey playing me. You know, when you had your longer, kind of curlyish yep. hair, you, it kind of—I can kind of see it. I mean, it almost makes sense just in the looks department. Yep, yep. No, no. I, uh, I'm big Matthew McConaughey fan. Well, I shouldn't say big, but uh, Matthew McConaughey fan. Uh, love the the countryside of him, and uh, he's uh, seems like a really, really cool dude. Beach guy, you yeah. know. Um, so I could see him playing the role. Okay, question number four. You are obviously huge okay. into fitness. Give me the three biggest misconceptions there are about weight loss. Three biggest misconceptions. Um, totally cutting carbs. Um, uh, let's see. What Give me explain as far as that. All that well, yeah, or, I mean, um, misconception meaning, okay, so t- totally cutting carbs is not a way to lose weight? Is that what you're saying? No, no, you don't. Yeah, no, because um, your body needs them to be your number one source of energy. So you do need some, and I recommend eating them earlier in the day, uh, especially I have oatmeal every morning. So um, definitely need it. I, I wouldn't cut your uh, complex, I should say complex carbs, as opposed to fibrous carbs like your vegetables, but complex carbs are your, um, you know, your grains and everything. You definitely need a little bit of that. So for okay. energy, but, um, number two, I would say lifting weights will make you huge. And this is one that women always think, um, not true, you know, unless, unless these women are, you know, pumping, uh, CCs of testosterone into their butt, uh, they're not going to blow up, you know, um, and it's all based on eating too. So, uh, keep lifting weights. Um, lifting weights is just as effective, if not more effective for weight loss than, uh, just doing cardio. Um, and, uh, number three misconception, um, I would have to say squats are bad for your knees. I'm a big, uh, big squat guy. I think if you have good form, um, squats are great for not only your quads and your butt, but your, uh, your core. So yeah. Isn't, isn't quads, isn't quads, what have I heard or read that, um, your quads are the, the most, the biggest muscle group that you work. It's the number one muscle group to work in terms of, and so you're burning the most if you're working your quads or something like that. Yeah, you yeah, your large muscle groups are your back and your your legs, but um yeah, you burn more calories, you know, doing legs than anything. So I'm not saying that you shouldn't be doing them, you know, every every day or anything, but um so many people go to just a leg press or they don't do legs at all cuz you know, they're lazy and they don't they don't like working their legs, but um to me it's impressive to see, you know, no matter if it's a guy or a girl, um good set of you know wheels yeah so that just shows me that they're dedicated in the gym so question number five you've competed in fitness competitions before tell us tell us one thing that the average person wouldn't have a clue about when it comes to those what has to do with training or competition day whatever um uh, as far as uh, the last few days uh you got to take uh water pills and you drink, I think three day, four days out, I drank three gallons of water one day. The next day was I cut it in half to a gallon and a half. Then the next day was half a gallon. And then the day of, uh, or the night before you are, you're cutting your carbs. Now this kind of goes back 
what we were talking about earlier. Yeah. Um, those few, you do carb deplete for competition. Um, it's unhealthy for your body to be totally dehydrated and have no carbs, but, um, for competitions, you know, it's, it's not a healthy sport, but, um, <laughs> totally depleted in the night before, uh, we carved up on cookie cake and, uh, then going on stage right before going on stage, you had a glass of wine and it helps dry you out. And, uh, the carbs pump your muscles back up. And, uh, so wow. <laughs> it's a, it's, it's all, it's all down to a science. It's a, it's a really, it's a really wild sport, but, uh, a lot of fun. It's addicting. And, um, but it, it takes your, your all, you know, it's your whole day. It's your whole life. So yeah. I mean, you wake up, um, meal, meal prepping and eating, you know, seven times a day. And so you're eating all day, you're drinking water all day and you're, you're training at least, you know, probably twice a day. It's weights sink in the morning and then after work or whatever you do, you got to go do cardio. And so it's, Jeez. uh, you know, it's, yeah, it's a lot. So I recommend just, working out and yeah. enjoying your life. <laughs> um, question number six, your senior prom. Yeah. I asked this last week to the possessionista, but she didn't go to her senior prom. So hopefully somebody I'll find that did. Um, did you have a good time? No. Did you go to it? And when was the last time you spoke to your senior prom date? Senior prom. When, which one? Senior prom is the one in the spring, right? Yeah. Of high, yeah. High school, yeah. spring of high school, um, like, kind of right before graduation. I don't think I did, to be honest. It was oh. a homecoming. Uh, <laughs> okay. I don't think I did because of baseball. Baseball is in the spring. Oh, um, yeah, that's right. I don't think I had an opportunity to. Um, I, uh, yeah, I went to homecoming. That was my senior homecoming. I went with a girl named Lauren Mayhew, who's a senior out there in L.A. Um, oh. And uh, so I do. I keep in touch with her still. Oh, Nice. Question number seven, yeah. what is your absolute worst habit that you don't think you'll ever be able to get rid of? Oh, gosh. Um, worst habit. Uh, when I get nervous, I pick the sides of my thumbs, um, and it, it drives me nuts. I'm doing it right now. Um, you're nervous? nervous? You're nervous on the <laughs> podcast? <laughs> <laughs> you make me nervous. Yeah. Uh, no, um, I, don't, I don't know. I try to stop it all the time, but I can't. Um, so you just you pick know, at it with I your other fingers? It. Like you just take yeah, your index finger? Oh, okay. Yeah, with my middle finger. Oh, okay. yeah, it's, it's a terrible, it's wow. a nasty habit. I don't bite them. I don't bite them, but I pick it and I keep picking it until it pretty much bleeds. So, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All I right. I'll try, quit, I'll try to make you less nervous so you don't, you know, bloody hands by the time yeah. this interview's over. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, question number eight. This is, uh, one I played last week. It's fuck, Mary kill. And we're going to do. Okay. Rachel Trueheart, Samantha Steffen, and Ashley Salter. Three girls that I know that, well, I don't know if you hooked up with Ashley Salter on the show. I can't remember. Oh, yeah, you did. You guys made out, I think. Didn't you? We made out. Yeah, okay. It, yeah. All right, so fuck Mary uh, Kill with those three. Well, I would have to, uh, oof. Well, well, Trueheart, I guess. This is awful game, Steve. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Trueheart would have to be my, I guess, kill. I would never do that. Yeah, obviously. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I would, um, I guess I'd sleep with Samantha and Mary Ashley Salter. Oh wow! Even though, even though she yeah. already, she, she's already married, you can't take her. She's, she is already married. I <laughs> yeah. think she just had a kid too. Right? Yeah, and a kid. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. Well, I, what's funny is the whole. The, what's funny with the Ashley Salter story is she literally ran back to her ex boyfriend the second she got off Paradise. And was pregnant within yeah. like a month of getting off paradise. I was going to say it happened pretty quick. Yeah. <laughs> so apparently you ruined her neck. She didn't. <laughs> she. 
She went screaming, running off that show to get pregnant with somebody else. Um, (laughs) (laughs) All right. This this one's so random, but uh, question number nine. You're standing at the foot of your bed looking at it. Do you sleep on the left, middle, or right? We're all over. I sleep on I sleep on the right. Okay, I, I do too. Right. I don't know yeah. why. I've, I I don't either. There's no rhyme or reason, but <laughs> yeah. I would like I would like the. I mean, I'm single. And I sleep by myself, and I love the, you know, the thought of laying in the middle, just spreading out, would be super nice. But um, I sleep on the right side, and uh, I sleep on my side. Yeah. Does your dog sleep oh. in the bed with you? No, he does not. Oh, he, he doesn't. Does okay. He doesn't want to, and and he's also. Um, He's, he's very big, and so he has a big bed on the floor. Okay, gotcha. So, and yeah. finally, question number 10, um, what is your biggest regret in life? My, Nothing my to do with the show. Yeah, I don't think it's probably anything that's show-related, but what's your biggest regret in life? Oh, man. Wow. You know, um, it, I don't know. I've... Um, I don't know. I feel like I've, I've really been blessed. I have amazing parents. You know, I've uh, I've had great opportunities and I've taken them. You know, um, I've never passed up on anything that uh, I shouldn't have. And uh, I've had people asking this before, and I, I've never been able to say, "Oh, this is it." Um, you know, I'm sure there's little things, but nothing major. Uh, huh? I. I uh, honestly, no. I wish I could. Get, well, I'm glad I can't give you an answer, actually. Yeah. But uh, um, no, I don't. I actually have no. I guess it sounds concerning, but uh, I have. I have no regrets. Um, everything uh, has been been super good. I try to make the most out of uh, you know what I got, what I can. Perfect. So. Well, congratulations. You have completed the rapid ten. Well, you have. You. <laughs> you, you passed <laughs> well, with flying colors on that. Um, but yeah, I. Uh, yeah, I we have wrapped up podcast number eight with Nick Peterson. So, Nick, uh, I really appreciate you coming on. Some really good insight to hey, your you. time on the show. And uh, take care. Thanks for having me, sir. You got it, man. Thanks. You too, Steve. Thanks to Nick for that. Appreciate it. Really good look back on his time on the show. I think a lot of people forget this guy's been on it three times. Essentially killed Bachelor Pad 3 and killed the whole concept because after he did what he did, where could the show go from there? Uh, and then his little love triangle with Joe and Samantha. It was interesting, to say the least. A lot of facts that I had forgotten uh, about when that all went down. But um, good to see that he's not on Instagram promoting teeth whitener or flat tummy tea or whatever. And he's gone out and got himself a couple Orange Theory franchises and going to open them up around Philadelphia. So that's really cool. Congratulations to him. So. That'll do it for podcast number eight. Again, if you could subscribe and rate and review in iTunes, it'd be really helpful. I'd appreciate it. And we'll be back next week with podcast number nine. But until then, thanks for tuning in. We are back next week with our regular run on realitysteve.com, Tuesday recap, Wednesday reader email, and Thursday podcast number eight along with Dr. Reality Steve emails. So until then... Thanks for tuning in, and we will talk to you next week. See you.